Welcome to the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. This is the place where we take a stand. We rise up. We no longer allow trauma to be our voice or to be who we are. We pee into the wind. We run forward to our deepest desires and we don't stop until we get there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Dive right on in. So we have a beautiful example today of someone who is shining bright, who is sharing her voice, and who is coming to you to share her wisdom. We have today Cosmic Kayla. I love that we start with Cosmic. (laughs) (laughs) Cosmic Kayla has been a life and business coach since 2010 and has really found her passion in helping business owners rebuild their personal life after trauma. So we're just going to dive on in. Why don't you just share a bit about your story, who you are, and how you got here? Oh my goodness. Well, how much time do we have? (laughs) First off, thank you for having me, Contessa. I just love that you are putting on this event for so many women who just need this reassurance and need this validation and need to most importantly know that they're not alone. So that's actually why I'm so passionate about this work is because when we rebuild our life from a place of being that person that we think is socially acceptable or being the person that we thought this whole time we were supposed to be and we just awaken to actually there must be more than this because it just doesn't feel aligned and giving us the per- giving ourselves that permission to even even discover that the life that we've been living isn't aligned with our soul so just to support women and acknowledging that is huge. And then the rebuild, I mean, you can ask me anything about my personal story, but I have attracted a lot of clients who have been breaking free of narcissistic relationships. And I can't deny it's because I have a lot of experience there as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I am an empath. I was raised in a family of narcissists and they were more overt narcissists. So I kind of learned how to live my life according to not making waves or not speaking to just any, I just found growing up, anytime I tried to be me, I was shut down. So I just learned how to conform. And as I started to really step into my truth, I learned that I might need to set boundaries with these people who have certain expectations of me that I'm not willing to fulfill anymore. (laughs) And then, you know, I found myself in romantic relationships where my unhealed wounds came up. (laughs) And so this is just why I'm so passionate because I've traveled this journey and I know what it's like to hold your power in the face of adversity. And it's not easy, but it is so worth it. We need, first of all, thank you so much for just diving right in. I love it. (laughs) Whenever I was listening to you, I was thinking, you know, alignment, how can we help people understand what that really means? Because sometimes it can seem a bit woo woo or, you know, like, oh yeah, there's that word again. And then also whenever you think about repeating this pattern of continuing to attract narcissistic people into your life because of what, how you were brought up, how do you really 
take a stand against that. So I feel like I have a billion questions for you. So um, <laughs> you can just kind of start wherever you feel led there. But that's kind of what came top top of mind when I was listening to you. So how do you really find your alignment in the face of a narcissistic relationship? Is that yes. what you're asking? Yes. Okay. So what I have personally realized is somebody who's narcissist, and I want to start by saying the word narcissist, I have a degree in psychology, so I know that there is a time and place for diagnosis, and there's also just unhealed wounds that can um, be demonstrated as if it were narcissistic behavior. Right. Right. So, yeah. So maybe we need to clarify what really, Yeah. let's just clarify. So, so to me, when you're in relationship with somebody who gains personal power over having power over you. So when you, when you start to have an opinion and they make you feel bad about your opinion, or they don't seek to understand. They just want to shut you down. If you have a different perspective, Mm -hmm. that's when that's the red flag for me is I'm not safe to be me in this moment. I'm not safe to have a perspective without you getting upset. So my first question is why is my perspective upsetting to you? Yeah. And that right there will tell you if they're willing to hang in an open conversation, because I believe that the person with the most open mind and the most open heart has the most power in the room because we don't have to agree, but if we can respect each other enough to just have a dialogue and come to understand where each other is coming from, we might learn a thing or two either about, you know, a different perspective or just reinforcing why we feel this certain way. So that is the first sign that you're in the face of somebody who's narcissistic or unhealed and just doesn't have that capacity to hold the space for you. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I would just invite you to really identify why you're still engaging in this energetic, you know, bond. Exchange, and if right. it's something <laughs> that you can't escape because it's like work or something like that. Yeah just really know who you're working with and set your boundaries and, you know, just, just know that anybody who is trying to make you question who you are, that's your test right there. My friend, that right there. I don't even know if that answers your question. For me, it's (laughs) like, gold is like, why am I cowering or am I feeling any like, you know, energy behind my opinion? Why am I needing right. to defend? Because when we, or are they just triggering it. me or are they the, are they the, the narcissist, right? Are they doing the damage or is this really just a trigger? Right. Because I think that it's also important to understand that sometimes we get triggered by people and it's easy for us to just blame and say, Oh, something's wrong with you. You must be narcissist or you're gaslighting me or, you know, all the popular words that are out there right now. Yeah. And also I think when I was listening to you talk, there's a difference between somebody who's truly narcissistic and then somebody who is hurting themselves and doesn't know how to cope with that. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then you keep bringing up the word boundaries. Can we just talk about what do boundaries even mean? What does it look like? How do you set healthy boundaries and how does this all tie back to attracting love? Oh my goodness. So boundaries, I believe are heart chakra work. 
I believe that they're all about loving yourself and really honoring where you're willing to participate energetically and where you're just not willing to play. And when we are empaths, a lot of times we, um, growing up, anytime we were shut down, that piece of us just fractalized into our shadow, right? And so the only pieces of us that we really show up with are the pieces that we know are accepted and the pieces that have been praised, right? Or the ones that are safe. Right. Yeah. So when we start to look into our shadow and bring back aspects of ourself that are part of ourself, we just kind of bury them. When we bring those aspects back and other people have uh, start to do the same thing that happened earlier and start to try to get us to shut that down. We can either go through the same pattern and throw that piece of ourselves into the shadow, or we can honor and love that piece of ourselves and say, "This is just who I am. You don't have to agree, or right. you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to influence you at all. I'm just honoring who I am." And so, by that honoring and recognition of we're just different frequencies right now. It's very objective. We are the ones who put emotion to it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we can see it objectively like that, I see it as we just play in different sandboxes. (laughs) Like I got this castle over here. I got a slide in mine. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so it, that's And it's tougher to set boundaries with people who are unhealed or narcissistic because they're going to make you feel bad. And, and when we find our personal power in these relationships that once found their power overpowering over us, and now we start to find our personal power and speak our truth. And all of a sudden this person doesn't totally feel that they have the same power that they did at the point when we weren't embodied. Right. That's going to be our test again. They're our greatest teachers. I'm not here to shame anybody or make anybody. They are our teachers. And you get to decide if you're going to honor yourself or if you're going to cower in the face of them. And when this comes to family members, when this comes to romance, when this comes to business partners, it's challenging. But I promise you that if you reinforce it, and it can be with love, because that's the thing is you Mm -hmm. look at the third chakra, that's our confidence, that's our power. And then our throat chakra is where we speak. A lot of people will bypass the heart and just come out with their power, right? But if we filter it through the heart, we can speak our truth with love and still be just as straightforward and you know what? No nonsense. You know what I'm saying? But it can be loving. It doesn't have to be combative. Right. That's also a big part of my message is like, we don't have to be confrontational in order to honor ourselves. Or defensive, right? Because I imagine in that situation, we feel defensive. We're ready to stand up for ourselves. And somehow we forget to filter through the heart because we're ready to finally have some sense of control or power or safety or certainty, right? Yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's part of this journey is sometimes it's like, okay, now I'm going to say it. And so it's just like, blah. And it's like, oh gosh, oh gosh, I totally could have let, you know, right. and so I really want to give you permission or give yourself permission to just choose again, just say, you know what, I can do better than that. And I'm going to use my words again, because this is how 
we would invite children. So why wouldn't we allow ourselves to choose again when we're reprogramming a behavior or a thought pattern? We have to allow ourselves to choose again because with the way that our minds work, we're going to naturally subconsciously slip back into the old pattern. And when we acknowledge that with compassion and grace and just say, oops, I slipped. I'm coming back to my center. I remember who I am in this moment, self-forgiveness immediately and just choose again. And that's how you can maintain this new timeline and not get caught up in the shame of old behaviors. Right. Or just resign to that. It's never going to change, right? Just because you slip back. And I think the most important thing that I heard you saying is it takes time right? It's not an overnight sensation. There is really no magic pill here, but there's also another word that you keep using that I'd love for you to expand on and that's chakras. And what are they and what does it mean? And how does this play a role in rebuilding your life and attracting love? Oh, it's a great question. So chakras are energetic centers that we have within our body and they're the color of the rainbow. And whether you believe in them or not, we have them just like we have a heart. Just like, you know. um, so just to kind of go through them very quick for those who aren't as familiar, um, the root chakra is at the base of our spine. It's the, it, it vibrates at the color red and it really represents where we're grounded in life. It represents our primal security, our tribe, our primal needs for living. So if we didn't grow up in a life where we felt safely grounded and rooted in being ourselves, it's really tough to find that confidence and full expression later on Mm -hmm. in life until we do find where we can root a timeline into a place that's safe. So that's why I use this in my work, but real quick, the root will then open up the sacral chakra, which vibrates up the color orange. It's um, where sexuality, our creativity, it's where it's like the Holy grail. It's like our, where we can bring our intuition into actual materialization. I mean, this is where we birth babies, but this is also where we give life to our vision, right. And our ideas. Um, so this is where we can really get stuck in old patterns or, um, we can say, if you're starting a new business, something that I see a lot is, People will spend a lot of time like taking the courses, doing all the back end mm-hmm. things, but never actually putting themselves out there being to be visible. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's more of like you're in the second chakra, but you're not fully empowered. When you're empowered, you're expressing, you're giving birth, right? You're giving life to right. your creation. And then your third chakra is in your solar plexus. It vibrates at the color yellow. It's it's solar. It's your sun. It's your confidence. It's who you are. And I call it a soul level confidence because in our society, confidence is egoic and what I, <laughs> bullshit. I'm not here to bash the ego or ego is our personality. And it is yeah. here to protect us. So it will hold us back as long as we can be conscious of when our ego is trying to hold us back. And we just say, no, it's okay. I got it. I'm willing to take this risk. I trusted myself. That's an empowered third chakra. This is where your astrological chart is. This is your human design. This is your unique blueprint that makes you different than anybody else. And you just shine that. And then that will open up your heart chakra, which is that boundaries. And just so imagine now you're confidently rooted in this timeline. You're fully expressing your gifts. You're confident in who you are 
don't you think you'd be a little bit more confident in setting boundaries around this reality and not really taking it personal if people don't want to play like oh well too bad for you because we're kind of having fun over here you know that it's just like (laughs) not personal because you have this other the rest of you is aligned and what that does is it opens up your throat chakra which vibrates at the color blue and this is where you speak your truth so a lot of people when they, their voice shakes or they have so much to say, but they don't know how to say it or who will care, who will listen. That's a disempowered throat chakra. And it's probably because some of these other chakras have been questioned or, you know, like you're just insecure in various areas of your life. It's okay. It's part of the human experience. And then the um, sixth chakra is our third eye. So this is our intuition. This is where we know things and don't necessarily know how we know it. We can see things, you know, with our mind's eye, um, a quick thing, like picture what's under your kitchen sink right now. If you can picture that with looking at me, you're using your third eye right? It's like a different kind of vision. Um, but it's also that feeling that knowing that it's just all your clairs, your clairvoyance, clairaudience, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then your seventh chakra is your crown chakra, which is your universal connection. So this is where we bring in universal consciousness. We can call in soul contracts. We can, you know, and so that's a very quick nutshell version. Those are just the seven main chakras. There are mm-hmm. so many others. Um, but those are the ones that I work with just to really help people evaluate where they're most stuck and where we can really unpack and just illuminate what's ready to be seen, what's ready to step forward. Because again, when we're growing up and we're being questioned and judged and all that, we're just fractalizing ourselves into the shadow. Mm-hmm. And this is a reclamation of self. And this is a rebuilding of life in a timeline that's fulfilling and lights you the fuck up. <laughs> I love it. I love the reclamation part of it all. And yes. then get into this timeline, right? I love all that stuff. There, um, There's another thing you keep talking about that I would love for you to give clarity around, and that's empath. What mm. does that mean? How does somebody know if they are empathic? And then oftentimes the question that comes up when I run into the same conversation is, how do I protect my own energy? How do I stop taking on everybody? else's stuff or even know when that's happening? Yes. Great, great question. So empath is, I'm sure anybody who's tuning in can relate to being an empath. Mm -hmm. And so it's just about giving yourself permission to really know that you're sensitive and though that sensitivity is a gift. So your second question kind of leads right into that, which is when you're feeling things that you just know aren't yours, like I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now and I can't really identify where this pressure is. It's most likely not your pressure. You're picking it up from somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, a lot of times when we just care so much about someone and they're going through it big time, we almost have like survivor's guilt to be in a good place when they're, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But think about it. You could actually be their inspiration and their expander that brings them out of that place. So it's, it's more empowering to hold your own field than to jump into the pit with somebody else or to, you know what I'm saying? It's just more empowering. Um, So in order to maintain your own energy and just kind of know what's yours and what's not, 
a morning practice that I do every day is I am all about connecting to your higher self. I'm all about sovereignty, which is just knowing your energy versus any other energy and really honoring your inner authority as opposed to other people. Right. And so Mm -hmm. when we call on our guides and all of that, that's, we have that right, but that's not our energy. So I just invite you to stick just try it out with your higher self and just in the morning, visualize a cord dropping from your, that root chakra, the tail of your spine, okay. drop it down into the core of the earth, just to anchor you into this reality. Because as empaths, it's easy to dissociate. It's easy to go into like our mind and our thoughts. If it's too challenging to be here, right. being an adult is just hard sometimes. Yes, it so is. every morning, if you ground into the earth, you're just reestablishing that connection with we're on a star right now. So we're, we're establishing this connection with this star that we call home right now. Mm-hmm. And then visualize energy from the earth coming up through your body and connecting with your higher self. And imagine that as like a pillar of light that nothing can penetrate. It's literally just you. And if you want to take it a step further, you can surround yourself with like an egg shaped bubble. And this just protects you. This just kind of encompasses all of your energy. Nothing can penetrate it. Sometimes I wrap my egg shape energy um, with a disco ball. Like all <laughs> so anything that's less than love or above, it just it bounces really right like back off and return to center <laughs> with consciousness attached. All right. You know, and it's just like, I'm not willing to absorb anything that's not mine. And so these are just little tools that you use your mind's eye, your, you know, third eye with, and it, it, everything is energy. So it's just reinforcing that this is mine. And then throughout the day, if you feel something that just doesn't feel good, right. ask yourself, is this mine? And hear the first response. Don't get in your head and uh, try to logically figure or out. Judge, if it's ju- or try to justify it. Right. Exactly. Just that first response is, you know, and then you don't even need to understand who's it. Just return to center with consciousness attached mm-hmm. and visualize these cords just severing and, you know, um, because just all day long, we're energetically cording to people, situations, mm-hmm. conversations, you know, anything right. that we're thinking about in bed at night, it's because we're energetically corded to it. Right. So just <laughs> reclaim your energy and take an Epsom salt bath, whatever you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> and just, that's so important. I'm glad you asked that question. So it's really important to maintain our own yes. space. Yes. So I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. If you were to wrap up today and all the things that we've covered, what is the biggest takeaway you want people to walk away with today? My biggest takeaway or the thing that I want you to take away most is just to really give yourself permission to be different because there really is only one you. And I could imagine you've spent a lot of your life trying to connect and relate and be the same in certain ways. Uh And this is the time we're stepping into the age of Aquarius, which is all about individuality. This, you have never been more supported than now to show your quirks, show your unique gifts. All those things that you're like afraid of people judging you for are exactly the things that will set you free. 
So whatever baby steps you can take to really begin to express all of you, take those steps. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Bold Survivor Collective. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you want more and join us over on the Facebook group, the Bold Survivor Collective, where we keep the conversation going and we keep on rising up and thriving, y'all. Bye.